Check, check, check. Okay. Howdy. This is the Managing Expectation podcast, a production of Pacific Century Media. I'm Jeff Winger. With me is my segundo, Jared Reiser. Managing Expectations is our routine survey of interesting things. Uh, We're going to talk about the pop culture and the passing scene. Um, Passing is maybe the right word for it. How you doing, uh, Jared? Um, pretty good. Slowly recovering. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Neither of us had the best weekend of our lives. Um, no. Yeah. The difference is you ran a five k, and then fell deathly ill. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A what? Five k. No, that that's three point one miles, Jeff. I I ran twenty six point two, uh, a full K's? marathon. Ks. Did you really? <laughs> you ran a full marathon. That's that's right. Do you that's have right. a, do you have a sticker in your vehicle that says twenty six point one? You know, I thought about that, but those kind of people irritate me. <laughs> those, look, at, look look what I did. Those people. <laughs> well, I mean, you can go to any store and buy that sticker and pop it on. So I mean, you know what? It's not that's not legit proof that you actually ran one. But yeah, I ended up running it. Uh, I actually ran it sick, which I don't know if is always the smartest thing to do. And then when I, the day after, I got really, really sick. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I, I, I didn't know it was, uh, it was a big. Oh, how, so how many Ks is a is a full marathon? So oh, it's twenty six point two miles. It's twenty six point two miles, okay. but the. But the oh, stupid K, stupid kilometers. <laughs> if I were from Canada, I'd know this. I should, I actually should know it. And I, and I can't remember now. It's like 50, 50 some kilometers, right? Or is it more than that? I have no idea. I, I, I will trust it's what a, you. It's a, a lot of kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> since I tell, since, since most of our listeners, I'm sorry, listener is not true <laughs> not true more and more people are saying keep this up really yeah very nice well hey you know what i did share a few clips with some of the with some of my friends too and louis especially said that he if he can find out where he where he can go to, to listen to our podcast he's he's in he all enjoyed right. it all right that's great no um people at my day job other people yeah digging it so, but, but could I just say? Oh, please. So, so, so about the the full marathon thing that you ran sick. <laughs> that I yeah, the twenty six point two miles that I bravely and heroically ran sick. You, you know, know, you might actually. You were the bravest since Rose McGowan. <laughs> yeah, I what I've been telling people is I because I wasn't real happy with my time, right? So I had a a goal in mind to finish the race I wanted to finish it near four hours it ended up taking me over it take, took me a little over five five uh. hours to, to run so I've been telling people that basically what I did is is kind of similar to the, the Michael Jordan flu game oh, yes <laughs> except except when Jordan had the flu he was still good at basketball <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I say I say that, but a, a friend of mine who is all who is actually a pretty experienced runner, he 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 said that to make me feel better, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people that. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's nice to be surrounded by supportive people. But yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. The next day, I completely lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> and you missed an opportunity to sit in on the last uh, episode. Uh, yeah. And I hated that because I really, really like Brian. Only met him that one time, but we got to spend a decent amount of time with him, and he did. And he did do a good, good job. That was a good, really good episode. I took some, I took some notes because there were some questions you guys had, and I don't think you ever answered them. So I took, I jotted down a few notes as I, as I listened. Did so, Did you really? Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, at the risk of speaking for Brian, which I actually have no problem with whatsoever, uh, <laughs> what uh, do you have the list of questions there in front of you? Well, it was so it's not like a it wasn't like a big list or anything, but you guys did um, you talked about Avatar two, and I think you were wondering when it's coming out, and so yeah, neither of I, us care when Avatar. 2 I, I, really I didn't think out. I didn't think anybody cared, but you did ask when it was coming out, and I, and there is actually something kind of funny that I when I looked it up. So Avatar two is coming out December seventeenth, two thousand twenty one. But what's well, <laughs> what, so what's so I got a minute to get my seats. <laughs> I, I don't need to put you on hold to order hey, online. Avatar was the greatest movie ever made. Your dad liked it. My dad thinks it is just the greatest movie of all time. It, I, I, I remember seeing it and thinking, eh, it's all right. Yeah. I don't I don't feel I ever have to see it again though. My dad is someone who has it on Blu-ray and will, you know, he'll replay it. Cuz he he loved it so much. Really? Okay. But I got something really funny to say and I I was hoping I wish we could uh high five over this because of what I'm about to say, but so Stephen Lang who yeah. played the Yeah. is the villain right from the first one. He thinks uh was he military Actually, or was he like a developer? He was he was military. Okay, well, he was military. Mer mercenary, as, as Tina Fey would correct oh. us. <laughs> not, re not really, not really our boys in uniforms. Uh, service. I, I did you ever see Foxtrot Tango? <laughs> well, without I, saying yes or no, I have a working familiarity with uh, Whiskey Foxtrot Tango. Well, I saw an edited version okay. of it, and I and I, I I love when she's getting about to get on the helicopter with a couple military men, and she's got this she's got this uh, bag, right? Is it was it a bag or a backpack? And it's like bright orange, and they're like, uh, "You can't bring that on." And she goes, "Well, the girl at North Face said it was military grade." <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Okay, so anyways, Avatar Two comes out so in a, in a oh. mere nineteen months from now. Get this, Jeff. Stephen Lang says that he strongly believes Avatar Two will dethrone Endgame at the box office. And I was like, I, I, this, this, yeah. The second I saw that, I was like, Stephen, I don't Lang. think so. Am I right, my brother? I'm. A Skype five. <laughs> so um, Stephen Lang, who no one could pick out of a lineup, uh, <laughs> is is getting chesty with. Uh, you know what? It's all in the Disney family. You know, whatever. They, you know, they Disney's. You know, di you know. Mark my words. Disney's a company that's going to do okay for itself. <laughs> Yeah, I think they'll be all right. Yeah. They have that whole uh, toy movie. What is that movie called with all the toys? We watched Toy Story <laughs> 4, and everybody like went crazy about that, too. And I thought it was fine, but I didn't think it was great. Yeah, I, I still haven't seen it. I, um, I, was, you know, I was fine with the trilogy. With yeah, the Toy yeah Story I, trilogy. I was, too. I think they wanted to wrap up Tom Hanks's Woody uh, into a, something a little bit better. Uh, they wanted to give him a happier ending. But there are so many characters. You know, Key and Peel play like two uh, stuffed animals uh, from the carnival or something, and uh, they're they're pretty hilarious. Um, and uh, uh, but there were so many characters. It's like like Tim Allen had I don't know fifteen lines. I mean, it just seemed like all right. I'm here for my. Fifty million dollars to do some voiceover work. To say in, infinity or beyond. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I have my paycheck now? <laughs> do they even need? And, that, and that's the thing is, like, do they really even need them for the fourth one? They can just replay, you know, clips from the old, <laughs> from the past. And I'm not saying he wasn't funny. I mean, the buzz, the buzz character was kind of funny. Um, uh, you know, I didn't really like the the Forky new character 
seemed like this weird I mean it's a okay Forky is a spork a plastic spork that the kid puts like googly eyes on and makes uh, uses a pipe cleaner to make arms for it and it like and it's uh, he's voiced by Tony Hale who played Buster in uh, Arrested Development did you watch Arrested Development so I've I've started it when I borrowed when I borrowed it from you on VHS, that's how old that's I never had it on VHS. No one ever had it on VHS. That is you a, had it on VHS. That's a contemptible lie. Contemptible. Beta? Lie. Was it beta? <laughs> was it on <laughs> it was, it was, was it on a Zoom somehow? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys talking about I, I forgot to I was going to joke earlier that uh, after I listened to the episode I got right on Amazon and ordered me a Pono did you get a Pono? <laughs> I, oh hey that was the other thing I looked up so the Pono was discontinued in 2017 oh man surprise I, surprise, I, surprise. <laughs> I just missed my opportunity that is a bummer and I, and I think you can act, I think there's actually a website out there right now called ponosucks.com so if you want to, anybody wants to check that out, <laughs> you know, you know, Neil Young keeps us rocking in the free world. He is a Canadian treasure. <laughs> Some people think he's as good as Brian Adams. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Neil Young, but one thing I will say, and I can't remember who brought this to my attention, but he is a pretty good guitar player. Oh, he can peel the paint off the wall. It's, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was that good till somebody had me look up. You know, a few of his, few of his songs, and yeah, that's it's impressive. His his voice sounds kind of like an old lady with voice paralysis. Maybe. Uh, well, okay. I mean, look, he's not a guy. He's not a guy uh, whose whose instrument is his voice. But, you know, it's, you know, I mean, I think that like Springsteen and Dylan, uh, it's well suited to the material. Uh, when Neil Young uh, connects, I, and I'm not a guy that loves everything he does, but right. um, like after the gold rush, if you listen to that from beginning to end, if you listen to uh, uh, Harvest from beginning to end, you know, I mean, you, you see that there's really something working there. Um, he's, there's a song uh, that he played. Okay, so he's got a song called uh, Like a Hurricane, which is like a 12 or 13 minute song. It's got yeah. this like incredibly long 70s guitar solo that just just screams. I, I, so that's one of the ones I was told to listen to. It's great. It's uh, great. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, yeah. Jared, I... I knew a woman once who was like a hurricane. <laughs> I I think of her when I hear that song. What was her name, Jeff? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you over this. Uh, so, uh, uh, no, if anybody could, uh, no, no. I was actually, I, you know, sorry, never mind. <laughs> I was actually saying, what was his name, Jeff? <laughs> Okay, so um, <laughs> do you have anything else from the last podcast that you want to bring me up to speed on, or that you? Um... No, you. I thought the whole you know Pono thing was pretty funny. Uh, you guys were, were killing it on the Pono, <laughs> and uh, and then and then you know there was the the whole Avatar, which I, I I know you guys. I none of us are excited about. I actually think Avatar Two is going to tank, and I don't think it's going to—I don't think it's going to reel in the money the first one did. Stephen Lang disagrees. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Lang, if you're listening. <laughs> Stephen Lang's who you get if you can't get whoever you get when you want a young Sam Elliott. I don't know. Who is that. it? Well, Stephen Lang, he's like. 60 in his 60s now right yeah but late, Sam Elliott's like mid to late 70s but to be fair Avatar 1 was like 20 years ago right so yeah no he was probably in his nah I was <laughs> 10 or 15 I just can't it feels like forever ago <laughs> oh man I don't know and I don't know if they're going to be able to get that Sam Worthington I mean he is crushing it with those 
uh, Clash of the Titans movies. Wow. <laughs> Isn't he done with the... Uh, didn't they do a little trilogy? They did Jason and the Argonauts, Clash of the Titans, and then what was the third... What was the other one? Uh, I thought they did all three, right? And then what's his name? Liam Neeson, right? Yeah, was, uh, there were there were two with a really similar title, and I brought one home, and uh, I'm like watching the whole thing just to get to uh, release the Kraken. (laughs) Release the Kraken. I always thought, I see, I like the old ones and I remember thinking as a kid, I thought that was so cool. It was so cool. Yeah, when we were kids. Yeah, sure. Well, and now, now the claymation is just not as, it's It's like, wow, this seems so real to me when I was little. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm, I gotta tell you, I've, I've, I'm a little I'm a little fried on all the CGI movies, and yeah. and in fact um, I've gone back and I've watched. So in the last week I've watched a couple of movies that I've never seen before. Uh, I watched Ben Hur with Charlton Heston, and uh, I, and then the other one I had seen before, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. Spartacus with Kirk Douglas, mm-hmm. and um, um, Kirk similar- Douglas who. Passed away like within the last year or two, right? Uh, within the last couple months. Oh and, wow! And I think he was only one hundred and fifty. He was one hundred and four. <laughs> well, that's a long time to live. I mean, but he was a he was a very strong man. He was actually with me on the the marathon I ran. I think he beat me by twenty thirty minutes or so. Because <laughs> see, I I heard he had a gig at the. Uh, Kansas City um, Jazz Museum uh, giving tours. <laughs> All right, we'll, yeah, we'll revisit that another time. Yeah. Anyway, yes. you know, actually, you guys were visiting us in Kansas City when Kirk Douglas was brought out at the Academy Awards. So we would have been in his late nineties, and you know, he was trying to be, you know, witty and charming, but he, he seemed like really creepy to poor Anne Hathaway. Well, I mean, it was it wasn't long after that the stroke he had, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I think a lot of people were like thought that it was perhaps bad judgment to bring <laughs> bring him out, you know, after a stroke in his late nineties. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, plus, I mean, the guy actually showed a lot of. I mean, you know, we talk about being brave and stuff, but I mean, um, he hired a very good writer Dalton Trumbo uh, to write Spartacus or to adapt Spartacus from a novel and um, that went against the Hollywood community who had blacklisted him because I think Trumbo was uh, in the communist camp and so he had been blacklisted there was this movement and there's like Hollywood was like well we're not going to have any commies in our in our establishment <laughs> next thing you know you're going to be telling me there's gays and lesbians in 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 hollywood <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah um so so uh and, and Jeff, be nice no 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 it's just like you know it's be, a, it's, be it's, nice. it's a large community it's a large community and you know there's yeah yeah there were some fellow travelers Uh, The other thing is, I mean, I think, and I think certainly think the baby boomers were um, uh, guilty of this. Um, There were there were all those people protesting the end of Vietnam. A lot of people crossing the color line to. Well, civil rights is probably a little different. You probably had to really kind of believe in that to do it, but. I think a lot of I think a lot of young men show up at protests to maybe score with a hippie chick. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. And I think I think in in, in a similar way, um, a lot of a lot of guys were like, oh, "You want me to come to a communist meeting? Well, <laughs> will you have friends there?" <laughs> so. So, you know, I just, I just, look, I don't think that excuses everything, but I think that, 
I'm not saying it excuses anything at all, but I think I don't think it explains everything, though. I think it explains a lot of why guys show up to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think that was even like a a thing with the Jeff Goldblum character in uh, The Big Chill. You know, just going to things to meet chicks. Um, in the Tom Wolfe book, I Am Charlotte Simmons, there's a there's a scene where there's like a equal rights. Uh, like a, um, it, it was a, it was a, it was a gay rights protest, and um, one guy wants to hang out with this girl who's going, and so he goes, but then he ends up like by himself, and he's like totally heterosexual, and he's like, you know, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I want everybody to have equal rights, but you know, I don't need people thinking that you know I go that way because you know I'm just here because I'm a good guy and also there was this chick and uh, it was it was kind of funny and awkward it was a good book Charlotte Simmons alright hey let's take a break uh, to talk to people about our good friends at All in a Dream Comics and Books in Denver Colorado uh, the proprietor Ray has been at it for over 35 years um, adding to the cultural and cultural and intellectual uh, firmament of the the Mile High City, uh, All in a Dream has a stunning catalog of uh, silver and Bronze Age comics, and it's got the absolute best selection of graphic novels uh, I've ever seen. Graphic novels, of course, are the way you uh, relive the stories of your youth without having to be embarrassed for having comic books around the house uh all in a dream comics in denver can be reached at uh, area code 303-333-8616 that's uh 303-333-8616 all in a dream comics and books the loading has begun uh so jared uh, okay, well, I'm just before before we move on. I mean, anything else from your from the list? From I mean, are we have we have have we have we gotten it straight? Have we gotten Avatar two straight? I mean, is there <laughs> or do we or do we want to first spend more time? Uh, you know, on what? a movie that neither of us want to see when it comes out in December of 2021, as though <laughs> I'm worried about b- where I'm going to be in 2021. You know what I? I don't know about it was yeah 2021. Yeah, here's the thing though, Jeff. I don't know about you, but I'm already looking forward to Avatar three, which should be hitting theaters in 2030. By I'll be like Douglas at the the Oscars (laughs) by then. No, no, nothing, nothing else from the, you know, from the the last episode. But I did have. you know what? Actually, you know what? I did think about this during the last episode. Is the guy, the, the friend of yours who owns this comic book store? Yeah. His name is Ray. Yeah. Do you by any chance know if he is a Simpson fan? Because every time you, every time you, you, you mention him in his store, I think of the comic book guy who has some pretty, some pretty great. He is uh, nothing Simpson. like comic book guy. He, he doesn't have a belly. Uh, doesn't stick out from underneath his, his. I didn't mean look like. I didn't mean does he look like him. But I just. But I was just asking. Is he? Is he by any chance a? a, a Neither fan? does he have the uh, awkward proclivities of uh, talking about uh, who is faster, uh, Quicksilver or Flash on Earth Two. Everyone knows Flash on Earth One would win in a race. Mm. So. Hey, that's actually pretty good. I for a guy so, that never watched The Simpsons. I well, okay. So I, you know, you know, I, I I love The Simpsons, and every time I think of the comic book guy, I think of uh, I think of a Treehouse of Horror episode where a nu- it's like a nuke has been dropped on the city, and it's going through everyone's lives before it hits, 
And when it comes to the comic book guy, he's reading a comic and drinking like a, a milkshake going, Aquaman, you cannot marry a woman without gills. You're from two different worlds. And he sees the bomb come landing on him. And he's like, oh, I've wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Ray, Ray will think that's hilarious. Yeah, I. You know what? I bet. I bet he's heard that before. I would think being in the comics, he, he he's he's heard some of the comic book guy. Man, I, I I want to get him. I want to get him on. Uh, he'd be a great. He'd be a great uh, guest. Uh, he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's terrific. But um, it'd be cool to be. I, I wish. Yeah, next, I'd like to be on next time we have Brian again too. That was. Uh, it stinks. Uh, I couldn't. Well, yeah. You know. Well, I have an idea. You know. Don't punk out. <laughs> I could have, I could have came up with my shield crow, my screechy shield. <laughs> Every day is a wedding road. <laughs> so, Sorry, uh, done so, with that. <laughs> well, so we're looking at, so we're looking at recording Friday afternoon. If uh, you know, really? if you can make yourself available, really? yeah. Well, and and I think we're going to have a special guest on who is quite uh, quite a musical expert. I mean, he he's a great guy, uh, Chris Levine, uh, and he he knows so much about music; it's not even funny. But he's not a snob; he's really cool about it. Yeah, and like even if you told him you like something incredibly lame, which you know, let's let's face it, it's only it's not a matter of if but when. Uh, he would just be like, "Oh yeah, that's 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 awesome. That's great. That's great." I mean, and he'd be like totally sincere, oh. as as opposed to me asking you what color panties you're wearing for purple. <laughs> okay. Except it was a rhetorical question. Oops. <laughs> yeah. We're we're skyping. I mean, you you could have told the audience the color. <laughs> just kidding just so kidding, <laughs> so as you and i were discussing while you had some sort of bug you know everything you oh, do for, I, I mean for the next several weeks people are going to be saying have you in the last 20 days had this that or the other thing and they're going to think you were like the first fort worth case of uh COVID-19 well I mean we've I, ha, I you know I haven't looked recently but I mean I know it's hit you know Frisco and McKinney and, and Dallas has had some cases right uh, I, haven't yeah. heard Fort, I haven't heard Fort Worth yet but I wouldn't be surprised uh, well I the people I got from the, nor the northern Dallas suburbs uh, the, the people up up here, they they get around a little more than the the, f the folks over on your side. <laughs> the cowboys over here. Everybody's forward. looking forward to going out to Parker County and picking peaches. <laughs> Walking the stockyard, smelling that fresh manure. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, where were we? Were in um, uh, so two weeks ago on a Friday night. We went to a going away party in Fort Worth of an old friend of mine. Uh, it was like just kind of south of the hospital district, and you you can see it's still gentrifying, but it, it's really it's a much much different town than the one I moved away from uh, thirteen years ago. I really liked Fort Worth, and uh, now it's just like every other town. Yeah, with like really expensive micro brews and. You know, you know, fancy hipster mixed drinks. Oh man, I, 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 I wish you liked beer. I no, it's not that you don't like beer. I wouldn't if say you, I don't if, like if you, it. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say that. I just if you, I, and I shouldn't say I wish you weren't sober. That sounds awful. <laughs> you wish I could handle my liquor. I appreciate that. I wish you still drank because Fort Worth has got some pretty good breweries now. Yeah, now we don't have to go as far, you know, oh, to sure. have some good beers. No, yeah. sure. Um, 
yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's great. Um, yes, uh, I'm trying to think. Isn't Martin House over there? Martin House, yeah, that's okay, one of the. Not, I think that's pre- we are not we are not plugging Martin House in this podcast because they are not. Uh, we are not giving them a free plug. Um, you know, I go there a lot though. I could talk to some of the to some of the guys there see if well, uh, why don't we get maybe, a th- maybe what, I could get some free beer out of it why don't we, <laughs> you can try that yeah <laughs> hi I'm Jared perhaps you know me from my podcast I've been on once <laughs> hey you know at Martin House I actually did uh, so several weeks before the full marathon I did a pre-race which was a half marathon that started at Martin House and ended there and then you got uh you got four free beers for doing the doing the run that was pretty cool well mrs winger will be happy to hear that jared (laughs) i didn't say i drank all four i'm just saying you got four free beers boy but but anyways martin house yeah one of it's probably one of the best breweries in fort worth we we have a few others though that are getting up there but but I'm here to tell you, and I'm telling you uh, from experience with my day job, um, those guys are really inconsistent. I mean, it's like it seems like that's a bunch of hippies or hipsters <laughs> running running a business, and like sometimes they'll they'll deliver the special stuff, and sometimes they won't. It's like oh yeah, well you know we've got bigger accounts, or um, you know we couldn't. We got we got so lost in the the patchouli and the and the and the fish triple live album that you know we we forgot to make you know the guava nectar you know I I don't know what you're talking about like you t- you do know that like a lot of breweries have seasonal beers like beers that yeah, aren't yeah. available and, I, and I and my point is. Um, that seasonal beer will be ordered and not delivered. Okay. Did you like that pickle beer? No. People either loved it or hated it. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, what's funny is that was the first beer I had after the race. Mm. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm like, Hey, that, that makes sense. Right. Pickle. Maybe it's got some pickle juice in it. Help pickle, with the pickle cramps. Juice is you know? supposed to help against cramps. Right. Yep. 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 So, I didn't think it was disgusting, but I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy a six pack and bring it home. Yeah. I, I look at that can and I just think I ain't falling off the wagon for this. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, You don't want to, the one thing. Okay. So the thing with Martin house though, is the variety. So I think they, they appeal to so many people because they, they're willing to, you know, challenge themselves and be a little creative with, with their beer and I think that's why they're usually packed I mean every time you try to get into that place it's packed okay so well got, you know whatever but they're not paying us for this so in the meantime yet I, I you know Carback Carback is a great Texas Carbach. Bre- it's Carback <laughs> you sound like Sebastian Gorka <laughs> When you say car back, you sound like Tom saying taco instead of taco. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a taco. Thanks, uh, man. You know, I like to have tacos and Shiraz. You know, that guy left. He leaves for Vietnam and doesn't even say goodbye. He's he, he's never been like that. That is classic Tom, though. That I, I actually laughed when I found out he left. I'm like, that is just so Tom. And he's not coming back? His plan is to stay there. I mean, is if everything works out, he's he's going to stay. Well, there's never been a better time to be flying off to the Asian mainland. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go, I need to call him up. Yeah, so I got the coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. He is just he. So yeah, did I yeah. ever tell you the 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 time? I invite him over to the house. Okay. Sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was. Gonna, I don't want to wait. I, no, just this is a long mutual, story. Okay, so I I have some history in the Vietnamese community. Um, Tome is a mutual friend of Jared and mine. 
um, a terrific guy. Um, but um, he, he was like, it's like he knew English well enough to um, know some idioms. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, but but he didn't quite have cool down. And he's probably pretty cool in Vietnamese. But he was a little, he was kind of hilariously awkward sometimes in English. Like he, he did that drum solo at the Taco Bell and then ordered like three tacos. And by drum <laughs> solo, I mean he like... Like, I forgot about the drum solo. The, the, the front counter, you know, like. <laughs> good day, my good man. I forgot like about that. By the way, though, that you're going back pretty far. His English did continue to improve. Like sure. I, I think when I talk, when I talk to him now, it's like yeah, his, en- his like English John kept getting good. Yeah, no, I get it. No, yeah, <laughs> but he. But you know, you know what he was like. He would do things like I would invite him over to the house to watch a movie. He'd come over, and I and I'd have like snacks for him. I'd have some maybe something to drink for him. About fifteen minutes late into the movie, he's like, "Well, all right, man, I'm heading out." <laughs> and and he thought he thought um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe was like the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, we were watching that Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh yeah, he's not gonna get that. <laughs> yeah. Or is like, it two thousand? Two thousand, three thousand, three thousand. Yeah. Oh hey, I want us to go back. Okay, so so I said I said I about had it with the CGI movies. I said I watched Ben Hur. I said I watched Spartacus. And lest anyone think, and we got off on Dalton Trumbo being a red, um, but. But the thing is, those like old epics, like it was pretty cool to see like a cast of thousands, you know. I mean when when the Romans like, march out on the field, it's like, you know, they like went to the trouble of like actually hiring a bunch of extras, you know, fitting them with, you know, right. uh mini skirts and armor and um, you know, Busting them out to to the field where, you know, actually Spartacus reminded me a lot of um, an earlier version of uh, Braveheart. Uh, mm-hmm. Both the protagonists are like all about freedom and and, and so forth, mm-hmm. and uh, both were shockingly violent for their time. Anyway, um, I, I I much prefer that to like the Marvel movies where like oh you know, sure they've got an impressive array of uh, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> aliens or yeah, monsters, but you know, they're all, they're all just these CGI things, you know? So, right. you know, so, so it's, no, that was, that was cool. That in, I never saw Ben Hur. I did see Spartacus. Haven't seen it in a, in a long time, but I, I remember liking it, but I always liked Kurt. I've always liked that. And there's something about Kirk Douglas. I've Kirk Douglas always, is great. He yeah. he reminds me. I know nobody's know, knows Ken Mueller, but he he just reminds me of a Ken Mueller type tough guy, you know. And the, like those guys in Hollywood are gone. I mean, he's like the last of you know of that breed. I think it's hard to imagine Orlando Bloom being willing to take it outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a- Even with that long, beautiful blonde hair, is Legolas. <laughs> is that was that the elf the elf uh from oh, what was that movie called um yeah the the ring <laughs> that movie i never saw the ring cycle <laughs> yeah well actually you know didn't i mean to his credit didn't peter jackson use a lot of extras i mean that wasn't all you know, those weren't all cgi orcs were they right right he did i mean i know he used a lot of cgi but i think he did he did have quite a few extras out there in yeah. New Zealand, yeah, yeah. yeah but what a great gig that would have been, right? Right. Okay. So just wanted to just wanted to get back and and clear that up. We we wandered far afield. And, you know uh, what? And I didn't mean to. I think we wandered far off of. I didn't know if you still wanted to talk more about the coronavirus, but I think we kind of <laughs> we wandered off from that as well. Well, I, I don't have any things. money to buy. Um, stocks but if i did i probably would have bought some 
earlier in the week. Um, I, ha- I have no idea what the market did today. Stock, stocks and uh, hand sanitizer. Purell is through the roof. <laughs> That's You know what? That's right. You guys mentioned that last week, and I think Brian was saying there were, there were some places that were kind of like sold out, right? Like you couldn't oh, sure. even find hand So I've noticed that as well because I, I always keep hand sanitizer in my car at work. Mm-hmm. I, w- I hit a target in Waxahachie, all the hand sanitizer gone. In Waxahachie. Man, what, you need to be a little more discreet. People are going to start hanging out at the target in Waxahachie, Texas, hoping to get a glimpse of you. Nobody's going to know what I look you, You're not posting the videos. You're not, not posting the video of me. Not like yet, that. but I got them. Be wearing the the glasses with the nose and mustache. And, you, <laughs> and you've already you've already talked about your purple panties. Yeah. Well, um, Adam, Adam, not ashamed of. <laughs> so, uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's something, I, I guess, I, I mean, it's it's really too soon to tell. And one of my. Uh, epidemiologist you know but I, I was actually missing that day in medical school um, but you know something you know it almost feels like this isn't big potatoes but it's a stress test for the day when it is big potatoes when it when it, you know I mean if we can't handle the small fries what goods are gonna you know how are we gonna do when things really get um, Serious. I'm actually reading a book by a woman named, and I'm not joking, Gina Collada. Uh, I, I told that to Brian earlier, and he said this sounds like a Bond girl. I. It's exactly what I, I was thinking of. All the goofy names from Austin Powers. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so you brought up Austin Powers. I just listened to Michael Caine's last book on audiobook. Uh, called uh, "Blow the Bloody Doors Off." And he, he, he <laughs> is that narr- what it's really he, called? He, yeah, it's what it's called. Funny, right? Um, that, is, that is funny. And he he read it himself, so it's like his voice. But uh, <laughs> he talked about playing um, Austin Powers's dad, right, in the swing in '60s in London, which allowed him to send up himself. And I started looking around, and I don't think I have. I think I have the maybe the first one, but I, I don't have the other two. Um, I you know I, I just think I, I I don't remember the the spy who shagged me or Goldmember, right. especially good. Uh, well, they know, started I, getting. I don't remember them easier. fondly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just started getting. They know, started going really overboard. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not not as good as the and it's not like the first one is like great is yeah, greatness. No, no, it's not. It's, not it, the, it's it's funny. It was a funny idea, and the and some of the characters you know get get provide okay, some at laughs the, at, at the risk of sounding like a prude. Uh, <laughs> I think Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery is like. Um, uh, well done sex jokes uh, for like an hour and 30 minutes Um, you know that thing at the end where like you know he holds something up and um, you know she like he holds up two cantaloupes when she turns around and doesn't have a top on you know so she's shielded but you can you know you you know that that whole thing was is very clever and 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 executed well, but um, not something I want to sit down with the kids. You, you just reminded me why the first one is the best because the first one had Elizabeth Hurley. That's why that one is is the best. Yeah, I also kind of liked uh, having Rob Lowe play the young. That was that worked Robert really Wagner. well, didn't it? Well, I don't uh, really yeah. remember anything as a young number as a young number two. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> <laughs> we and then did Fat Bastard make his appearance in the second or third one? Um, 
I don't know why I thought he was in all three, but I know I know he was in at least one of the sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because one of one of them he eventually loses weight and his skin is all saggy. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean I haven't I haven't seen him in so long. Um, you know, I guess because they're not a toga f uh, effort. Uh, a, a, a toga spectacle. Uh, there, you know, uh, there are a lot of great. Um, so, um, uh, if you get a chance, you should check out Spartacus sometime. It's only three and a half hours long, uh, and uh, it's. You're talking a, about they redid it, right? Are you talking about the old of one? Of course, or I'm not talking. Yes, I'm talking about the original one, <laughs> the only one that matters. Well, I've seen the original. Oh, you're, but you're saying give it a give it another go. Yeah, so like, okay, so like, do you remember the scene where uh, um, Laurence Olivier, who's a um, uh, a big shot Roman senator, and he he's got Tony Curtis as his manslave, and so like Tony Curtis is like giving him a bath, and Laurence Olivier starts saying some people like snails, and other people like uh, like mussels. Or cl- clams, I don't know, some sort of selfish, uh, shellfish, and um, so it's like some people like snails and some people like mussels. And he's like, do you think there's a problem with that? He says, you know, he's like, no, master. And so, yeah. but so so, the, it, it's nineteen, you know, it's nineteen sixty is when they're making this movie, and they had to be much more guarded about um, the subject matter, mm-hmm. which was already pretty. Um, edgy again for 1960. Um, Hedda Hopper, who didn't like Kurt Russell and hated Dalton Trumbo, uh, Pan Russell. I'm sorry, Kirk Douglas. I was about to say. No, keep was, me honest. He was he was born in 1960. No, this right? is how we got into that. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> Uh, I think 56, but whatever. You did this a lot last week, Jeff. Just uh... yeah. Fact check. I, I don't want to get into that whole Neil Young, Neil Diamond thing again. That was, that was regrettable. So, so, um, anyway, it's like snails, you know, snails are muscles. I myself, I like snails and muscles, he says. And then at that point it becomes like too gay for Tony Curtis. So he like runs away and joins Spartacus's band, you know? And, um, uh, I, you know, I don't know. So, uh, um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll watch it again. Yeah, yeah. It's, been a, it's been a long time. I saw, last time I saw it, I was still living with my parents, so we're, it's going a ways back. It's a classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, you compared it to Braveheart, but I don't know why I thought it, it kind of reminded me a little more of Gladiator than, than well, but, but the, the, the Romans, be, be the, the Romans, yeah. Gladiators, the arena, you know. No, I get it. But in tone, in I think yeah. in in tone, um, the difference being, Dalton Trumbo in Spartacus was writing about how I mean I mean you can tell that as the s- slaves are freed and making their way across Italy, and the, and like there's just all these scenes of people working together and being happy together, and it was a, uh, it was almost like. Um, they were promoting uh, a society of um, ba- based on from each according to their ability to each according to their need and that everyone has merit and dignity and everyone can contribute and together we're all better which is great except that's that from each to each motto is like the motto of communism and it it's promised throughout the 20th century bread and freedom and delivered on neither time after time after time again so you know I don't know some things work better than others but um, you know no Dalton Trumbo had a nice big house in Hollywood and he was not working in a factory in you know Minsk <laughs> so, hey, before we run out of time, we ought to we ought to touch base again once more about uh, All in a Dream comics and books. Um, 
with their unbelievable uh, selection of uh, collectible comics, comics you can read, comics from the 60s, 70s, and up into the anatomically exaggerated mutant, long-haired mutant comics of the 1990s and beyond. Um, uh, the latest selections as well, and also, of course, the great, great, great selection of graphic novels. All in a Dream Comics and Books in Denver is at uh, area code 303-333-8616. All in a Dream Comics and Books, the loading has begun. What were you, were you thinking about Comic Book Man again? Seriously? <laughs> can, I, can I give another comic book? We didn't, comic we didn't book get that quote? out of your system? We didn't get that out of your system. How about, how about, how about another one? <laughs> the, the restraining order says no, no, but her eyes say yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. One one more. This is great. The comic book guy in a waiting room at a in a in a an emergency room. He's laying it somebody's got him in a wheelbarrow and he's like, Oh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's pretty funny. I had to. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's not that's not Ray. Um uh, but uh, and I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it no, is. I'm just, no, know. but I knew a guy in Kansas City who absolutely was comic book. Was guy. like that? Yes. Oh. No. And and Ray and will you, Ray will admit it's a little too yeah. close to home. How many times did I visit you in Kansas City and you never took me to see that guy? You know, for at least for laughs. Well, it was widely reputed that he was a child pornographer. So oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> you know, but. Well, then we could have gone to at least beat him with, not, with not, some bats. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. No. <laughs> so um, we didn't get an opportunity for me to say what I was down with over the weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm. It's with great reluctance that I say that I was so lazy when I wanted to grab something to eat on... Saturday afternoon that I ate some very suspicious kielbasa <laughs> and um, I didn't look any further in the refrigerator and I didn't take the time to microwave it and um, um, n nothing nothing came good came from that, uh, <laughs> that you got the, the Corona squirts instead of hey the, hey 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 this isn't that kind of con <laughs> hey this isn't that kind of podcast you need to straighten up okay <laughs> wait did you you're turning your head did you get a Forrest Gump haircut <laughs> I may not be a smart man Jeff but I know what love is. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Gump, that is the most outstanding answer I have ever heard in my entire life. You're going to be a general in this man's army. That is the funniest thing. Uh, seems like... So, Tom Hanks uh, is... Uh, there's, a, there's a new trailer out for a movie. I can't remember what it's called, but he plays uh, uh, a destroyer captain in uh, the early days of World War II. Uh... uh uh, escorting a fleet of, sh of ships, cargo ships, across the North Atlantic to uh, supply uh, England. Um, so, uh, Greyhound. It's called Greyhound. Uh, something happened to your sound, bud. Can you hear me? Well, no, not really. I mean, at all, yeah, but the, the folks at home can't. What did you do? It was fine. Are you ready? It was fine, and now you screwed it up. Yeah. Not good? No. Okay, you know I don't know how to edit this stuff out. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not sure what happened. Is it, hold on. Are we... You, you know what? You getting... How about now? You getting your better? microphone... No, I can't hear you at all. Sorry. 
that's nice language. And now you sound like. Sorry, is nice. Is is it was that bad? <laughs> well, now, now you sound like Matthew McConaughey going through the, going through. The all right, black, all right, all right. The black hole in Interstellar. <laughs> hey, Interstellar was a pretty good movie. Never saw it. Oh well. Maybe when I've got three hours to. Is, blow it three, is it three hours? I don't think it's three hours, but I thought it was a really long. Well, you know what? I saw. I already saw The Martian. I didn't. I was like with what's his name, Matt Damon. And I was like, I, it was it, which which I thought was fine, but yeah, I was like, I'm, I don't need to see it. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I you you were talking. I'm fine. You know, so I mean, Interstellar. I mean, it's just another space movie, right? Well, it, it was like they all, didn't they all come out like around the same time? Gravity, Stellar, and Martian, and maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's. And how... I chose of those three, I chose Martian. One of the Planet of the Apes, you know. <laughs> um, oh man, I got it. Well, never mind. I'll late for another time. Another a funny ape story. But oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, you know, I love I love a funny ape story. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, no, Interstellar, I would say, has more in common with um, uh, Inception. Christopher Nolan gets like okay. all, all trippy at the end. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, well, I tell you what, we're we're running up against it. We've got uh, we got the commute time plus uh, some extra, and uh, let's face it, um, you can't you can no longer be heard, and um, <laughs> you, uh, I yeah, I don't did so. Your wife is a very um, established and highly esteemed uh hairdresser isn't she that is correct um and did she cut that or did you did you join the core seriously you you think it looks bad um well i think it's a little fashion forward It is okay. So, uh, senior she, football, and I'll tell you what that means. <laughs> after you, you, you might you, you might have you might remember a particular illustration um, that we've both seen about a about a guy who uh, <laughs> has your very haircut, and then and then attends a a more formal meeting, and everybody's like, oh. Nice to see you with that fashion-forward hair. <laughs> well, usually the only ones who say something like that are usually 70-plus and from the South. <laughs> You're own too, buddy. Whereas I... So, I, I've been... So, Emily's been, been kind of going a little, little higher with the Clippers because of the uh, whole receding hairline thing so thanks for bringing up a sore subject but my hair is leaving me thinning and receding and so that the, the the higher up you go it, it seems i think less obvious but okay. it also could be that you're looking at me you know on a computer and and not face to face which i think you would well yeah you know the camera the camera doesn't lie uh, you know, do you the ever, camera uh, adds um, adds five foreheads? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Yuri Ren, uh, I, I know he didn't make this joke up. I think he just uh, uh, repeated it. But um, he's too nice to joke. So no, no, he joked and he <laughs> said, um, uh, "He's what did he say?" He said uh, the camera adds uh, ten pounds. And I had seven cameras on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of that's close to a, a friend, the friends joke. Oh, there's a there's a friends on, joke. On friends, yeah, Chandler says something like, "Well, how many cameras were on you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's a similar thing, right? Yeah, real real similar uh, joke. Um, yeah. I, I know that we're probably though you already mentioned we're nearing the the end and now the end is near mm. um maybe next time when you i can't remember even why you said something about 
something medical, medical field. I can't remember what you said, but it was funny because I was recently looking at a, um, how it was like, it was an article about TV shows and how most of them are, you know, so unrealistic when it comes to their genre. And there was a really cool thing on, I, I don't think you're a fan of this show, but I, I'm a big fan of, of Scrubs. And actually, they were saying, actually, I was just thinking how much I like Dr. Cox last Dr. night. Cox, right. Yeah. So there's a really cool article on all these medical shows. And they said of all the medical shows, Scrubs is a more accurate portrayal of the profession. More than House? It, more than House. You know, what's funny is it's it mentioned House, Grey's Anatomy, uh, ER. It said, you know, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy was a torrid romance novel disguised as a medical show and then an er was um well it was it was you know fairly accurate it was also always it was always pretty intense at times even a little gory and then almost always sad and you know scrubs added that that humor and that goofiness to it but at the same time kept everything you know in the whole medical world pretty real and i in it and it had to do with the fact that the creator of the show, Bill Lawrence, his his really good college friend was in medical school and went on to become a cardiologist. And and that buddy of his was actually somebody who helped with the show over the years come up with, with real, real life stories. So a lot of the stuff you see really happened, but just kind of in a, you know, they kind of added a little goofy twist to a lot of it. I had no idea. That's, so, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's a good story. Well done represent <laughs> no that's good i you know i um there was a guy that i worked with in kansas city and he would um he said i he, that i reminded him of uh doc, <laughs> dr cox because you know i, I mean obviously you're uh you're a very skilled carpenter uh and i'm just a banger but within the uh working environment of that bookstore chain uh i was i was norm abrams <laughs> and, you know i was like i was like ron swanson i mean i mean because because you know i um there's this pretty funny commercial where a guy says uh uh, uh a, a young man is meeting his girlfriend's father and uh they're using this uh, Mentos gum to uh, break the uh, break the tension, and the and the whole man says, um, uh, "I I carved that bowl out of one piece of wood, but with my own hands." And then the guy like pop the 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 kid pops gum in his ha in his mouth, and he says, um, "I hung a shelf once." <laughs> You know what are we doing? Mentos gum isn't is you know we're just doing this for free. We're just you know just giving it away, just giving away the candy. You know, but this is how heavens to it gets, it gets started though. But you know, word of mouth, people are like, hey, Mentos, hey, there's this awesome podcast. That winger that, cat, you know? he can move some Mentos. Let me tell you <laughs> what. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's um, you know, mate, let's try to get you back on friday uh but if not um we'll um I, I think that i could still maybe have um a musical guest another guy another friend of mine named chris was a saxophonist uh until he sold his nice. soul and went corporate uh yeah no he's he's an accomplished mu musician and uh he's keeping it sexy yeah make sure you say that I want to see he probably him reach, loved that, right? I want to see him reach through Skype and uh Does he does he love the John Hamm sketch on SNL? <laughs> Where he's busting through the wall with shirtless playing a saxophone? Have I, you never seen that sketch? I don't remember that one. Yeah, you, you have to look that up. I don't want to give anything away. You just gotta look up John Hamm playing the sax on SNL. It's like a reoccurring thing. Like he's done it a few times. It's it's a funny, funny little joke. Yeah. Um, by any chance, have you seen John Hamm on Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. 
Uh, people are talking about it, but I don't know what, what it's about. So we'll have to get back to you on that. Well, no, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I know we wrap up. Yeah, we're going over. So um, <laughs> this has been, I, this, this has been a, this, uh, we, we, we kept this tight. We kept this rolling. Yeah. Uh, see what you can do if you're partially sober. Well done. <laughs> nice work. Kept it to one drink. <laughs> so this is, uh, this has been Managing Expectations, a production of Pacific Century Media. I'm Jeff Winger. On behalf of uh, um, the fashion forward Jared Reiser, we thank you very much for listening. Um, uh, what are you going to be working on over the next the next week? You got any movies, any books, anything planned? So I've got... Uh... This this uh, this week, I've got some family in town from Wisconsin, oh, so I may yeah. have some funny some funny stories to tell. But I have a cousin who is an unbelievable um, diver. Really? Yeah, and she was so she was here in Dallas, um, and I can't remember exactly. I'll I'll have to ask again. But there was like there were competitions going on, and she's been trying to get into like the Olympics. I mean, like she's, she's like the real, real deal. I've got some pretty cool footage. I could actually show you of her. Um, how old is she? She's just a kid. She's she, yeah, she's a young teenager. Okay. Yeah, she's a young teenager and she's, she's done a lot of, uh, you know, she, she's been a gymnast for a, a while as well, but I think she kind of seemed to do better at diving. So like at first she was doing some pretty cool floor routines, you know, things like that. The, you know, uh, the pole, uh, the, uh, darn it. What is that called? The, uh, the poles where they flip around and <laughs> fling uh, themselves parallel the bars, the parallel, well, parallel bars. She would do parallel bars. Um, but, uh, man, well, what's the one where they're, I'm going, I'm going. Okay. Going well, let's, she's diving not, now. Who, I'm not big in the Olympics, yeah, but yeah, like, she's diving. Like Journey said, she's very, who's she's diving very now? Skilled. Very, very athletic, very skilled. Okay. As are many in, in my family. Is it? Yeah. So this is uh, your mom's side? This is my mom's side, yeah. So so you, this cousin. So like my mom, she's five feet tall. She's short. She's like 90 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I wonder if there's some advantage to not being tall. I know the Chinese are very – the Chinese are very competitive uh, in diving. They always seem to be on every time I turn on the Summer Olympics right. and yeah. catch diving. I don't know. Um, they have been the, the best, yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but she's good. She she's good. Like her and her the the team that she's on. You know they they do pretty, they do really well. They travel all over the United States doing different competitions trying i mean like i think that was a goal of hers to try to see if she could have gotten into the olympics but well, it's not i mean if she's just a kid it's not too late right no no i think she still has she still has some time okay but yeah right, but yeah we'll, no, we'll get they're into, in town they're we'll in get town into it some more this. we'll get into it some more next time we've kept yeah. everybody plenty of time today um stop looking <laughs> stop checking out your hairline you look great you look fine except you have the hairstyle of a <laughs> of an aimless twenty-three-year-old. My mama said life is like a box of Kringles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff Winger for uh, Jared Riser. This has been managing expectations. Let's go to work.